And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. It is Chewing the Fat. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Happy, happy days are here again. Yes, a salmonella outbreak has been has been reported. The CDC and multiple states are investigating an outbreak of 13 infections in eight states. Seven of the 11 people have been hospitalized. No deaths have been reported. They don't mention the states. So if you think that uh, it's possible that you could be uh, in that neck of the woods, call your local health department. They claim that these outbreaks are linked to contact with bearded dragons and pet hedgehogs. So if you have a bearded dragon or know someone who does, or if you have a pet hedgehog or know someone who does, tread lightly. It's always important to wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water after handling a pet, especially animals that are commonly known to spread salmonella to humans such as small mammals and reptiles. So we've got that going for us. Don't worry about anything else that's going on. Just make sure that (laughs) you wash up real good after you've played with your bearded dragon or your pet hedgehog. You can write your own jokes. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, I know we're in a pandemic, and I know that we all want to have extra money in our lives. I get it. I, you know, I am no different than you. <laughs> Believe me. But I really am frustrated by the scams that I continue to get. So I got a text on Saturday that was text to 12 different people, I guess, with different phone numbers. And it said, hi. Would you allow Rush Energy Drink to place a decal on your car and get $700 weekly? Well, the answer to that is, yes, uh, I would. (laughs) Please, no problem. But I am not clicking the link that is provided in the text. No way am I clicking that link. Uh, That is just not going to happen. Now, according to a reply... On my Twitter account, when I tweeted about this, it said I had one of those offers actually got a check for like 4000 Turned it over to my bank, never tried to cash it. Supposedly included in the first check was what I was supposed to pay their local guy to wrap my car. Okay. And according to one, uh, they sent me a check, but it was written on a closed account. The rep I had been talking to said there must be a mistake. Then he never called me back. All right, so there you have it. Wow. I mean, I <laughs> I am bummed out. Now, I continue to get, I mean, dozens, dozens of emails every day from different companies and some of the same people who want to advertise on my Facebook page. The latest one came yesterday. Uh, Hello, we are looking for Facebook verified pages to place our verified ads for which we pay $1,500 per day. The interested admin get back to us as soon as possible. Note, our service does not require any investment or subscription fee. We only offer paid ads to Facebook verified pages. 
kind regards. That's a pretty expensive one. Some of them are $400 a day, $500 a week, whatever the case may be. And the answer is, yeah, I want to do it. (laughs) Uh, Do I need the money? Absolutely. Do I need to feed my family? Yes. But these are all scams and it really just ticks me off. And, you know, I don't know if they, you know, they're going to make me put the wrap on my car and then not pay me. But I feel like what's going to happen is I'm going to have to give them some sort of account to put the money into. These people were replying that they got actually got checks. But I have a feeling that, hey, we just, you know, we'll just uh, automatically deposit the money into your account. And once they get the account number, drain my account and then go, hey, which that would not be fun to go through. And in fact, remember, I talked to a story about uh, Brian Fink in Tampa Bay who had that happen. We sh- I should talk, reach out to Brian and see how that, uh, how that has ended up because he did kind of the same thing and thought he went through all the verification processes like you would, and then he ended up getting the bank account drained. And I know that it wasn't fun for him, and I don't know what actually has come of that now. If he just is living with it, or if there was a way to get any of your money back, I'll reach out to Brian and find out. I have a feeling that it's just, oh, well, that's the way it goes. Uh, like the, you know, the, the scams where they call you and they send you to a grocery store to buy, um, uh, uh, gift cards and they get the number for the gift card and it's instantly gone and the number they called you from is dead and you're out the money uh nobody wants to live through that ever so just be careful don't make sure everyone in your family knows that if they get a text like that don't click the links don't say yes just you know if they if you happen to pick up the phone and someone starts talking to you about well you know we you owe money but the way to fix it is to buy a gift card uh no Thank you. Have a nice day. If you were a victim of this, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I would love to hear your story, and uh, I will share it. it uh, people do not need to be victims of this kind of crime, and it's got to. Be, there has to be victims. Otherwise, they wouldn't continue to do it. Just like I get the emails from my man, who is actually a female, uh, Reem Hashimi, from the Emirates Minister of State and Managing Director of the United Arab Emirates Dubai World Expo 2020 Committee, uh, asking me to help them, uh, you know, find a way to bring in uh, $44,762,906 was one of the emails. And that was, that was a while ago. Now there's been a couple since that one, but I'd only get, uh, you know, a certain percentage of the 44 million. And that's, a little disappointing that they would only offer me a a small percentage of that. But anyway, uh, those are all scams. So if you were a victim, please email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and let me know what happened and uh, what happened to, you know, how you were fooled. I know, look, it's embarrassing. I get it. But I want, if your embarrassment, if you can overcome your embarrassment, let me know what happened so that we can talk about it and let other people know so it doesn't happen to them okay now if you got some extra money from one of these great deals maybe you could buy some of the items that the waldorf astoria hotel is going to auction off they're auctioning off eighty thousand items from suites used from by edward the eighth 
Winston Churchill, Cole Porter. I mean, it's just some of these, some of these things are really, really cool looking and be kind of cool. Now they're, they're auctioning them off from grand pianos, chandeliers, 19th century French furniture for, it looks really kind of some really cool stuff. It's going to be based in Boston and the previews have already started. It runs through November 15th. The sale comes as, you know, the hotel is going through their $1 billion renovation. So they're getting rid of the, the junk. <laughs> I mean, the Waldover story, a yard sale in Boston with uh, Kaminsky auctions. And what's nice about it, though, is that all the proceeds are going to go to support the renovation of the exteriors and gardens of St. Bartholomew's Church and Community House, which is across the street from the hotel. So they're remodeling the Waldorf. And since they're doing that, they're like, whoo, man, St. Bartholomew's is turning into a dump. That community house. We need to fix that place up too. So why don't we have a yard sale and sell some of our stuff that we're sick of, the old stuff. You know, that stuff that Winston Churchill used and Cole Porter and you know, Edward the Eighth and all those all those fancy smancy people used here at the Waldorf. We'll get rid of that junk and we'll give Saint Bartholomew's Church and Community House the money and let them fix it up so they don't bring down the neighborhood. So nice of them, I thought. So, did you go to the movies this weekend? Because a lot of people ain't going. Uh, I see where Regal Cinnamons, uh, parent company Cineworld, uh, said that it is considering closing all its movie theaters in Britain and the United States. Wow. They own 543 Regal Cinemas, 128 Cineworld venues in the UK and Ireland. So times, uh, while we, we've talked about it a bunch, I mean, it's over for the movie theaters. Now, I know this is temporary. They're talking about it being temporary closures. Uh-huh. But uh, they, I mean, it's that's sad news, right? That's 5,500 people out of work. That's not counting Disney thousands out of work. I mean, just a side note, uh, as I mentioned, <laughs> Disney you know, I have, I have a family member who works for Disney in the, you know, in Orlando and he has uh, many friends who are, you know, they can't pay their rent. They're moving out. They can't pay their mortgages. I mean, it's going to get uglier unless we get this economy back. Circle back to Regal Cinemas. Wow. I mean, look, they were opening and they were back trying to stay alive but then MGM announced it's pushing the release of the newest James Bond, No Time to Die, to April of next year. So they've delayed most major releases because of the pandemic. And they just had three blockbusters, No Time to Die, Wonder Woman, and Dune, with Bond taking an extra vacation. And, I mean, wow. So and Tenet is open, but... It's earned a lackluster, and that's the word used in the story, $40 million. I know, you know, $40 million, but wow. I, look, they've... <laughs> $40 million for a movie like Tenet is nothing. Uh, you know, it's not nothing for you and me, that's for sure. I'm looking at trying to figure out how $1,500 a week on a Facebook page ad is the scam. But $40 million for the movie industry, not good. 
So they are looking to shut down Regal Cinemas. I, you know what? It's just, it's going to be over. We need to find a new thing to use the movie theaters for. Uh, other types of events, virtual events. And we just watch the movies at home. Just work out a better deal. Call me though, because the last deal that you made for at-home movies and the cost and the deals, not a good deal for both parties. So you need me to work out that deal for you here at Chewing the Fat. So call me. Okay, okay. So I guess we should talk about uh, the Rona and what's happening uh, around the world with the Rona. So we have, uh, what? We have a total of, according to Johns Hopkins, 35,274,475 total cases, over 1 million global deaths. The U.S. has 7,423,328,000 cases. Okay. Uh, Deaths in the U.S. have surpassed 200,000, 209,857 deaths. But we had the president come down with uh, coronavirus. And we also had a plethora of other people surrounding the president. Uh, Senator Kelly from Georgia, uh, Senator Loeffler, Senator Lee, Vice President uh, Mike Prince all gathered. Kaylee McInerney, Vice President Pence has tested negative. But Kaylee McInerney just tested positive. So you had, uh, that was the the photo of Loeffler and Lee and Pence. And Lee has tested positive and now McInerney has tested positive. Chris Christie tested positive. Uh, there's plenty of other people now. There's uh, the total of, I want to say, 13. McEnany's quote making it nine from the Rose Garden ceremony. And we saw where President Trump posted a couple of videos. He went on, a, you know, he's been on a couple of tweet storms. And then, of course, he went for his ride this weekend. And I get it. I get it. It's a wonderful thing. They were out there all for President Trump and he wanted to say thank you and the safety protocols were all in place and the medical team said, sure, you can go out and drive around like that. But really, should he have? I know, I know, I know, I know. I got it, I got it, I got it. But should he have? Really? I don't know. It just seemed like a not a good thing to do. But I get why. And it certainly, you know, it makes sense and he's going stir crazy. So this gives, you know, this is getting him out of the house or, you know, Walter Reed. Yeah, I got it. But, uh, you know, and then we had all weekend long. Did he have oxygen? Was he on oxygen? Did he have oxygen? Was he on oxygen? Has he been on the second round of oxygen? So they asked about the oxygen the first time, if he went on oxygen at the white house and they blew it off. They didn't really ever answer it. So then this weekend was at Walter Reed. They hold the press conference and ask, well, was he on uh, oxygen for a second time here at the hospital? Meaning that if they say yes for the, to the second time question that he was on oxygen at the white house, which they're just going crazy over. Why is on oxygen if you go into the hospital and your oxygen levels are low because of anything they put you on oxygen that's what they do everyone in the world goes on oxygen at the hospital for until their blood levels go up or until they can't take the thing in their nose anymore i for one am one of those i get it but he's on uh, remdesivir he's on an antibody cocktail from uh regeneron 
He's on uh, dexamethasone, which I guess is pepsid, which, okay, makes sense. It doesn't say anything about hydroxychloroquine, although he was on that. He already told us he was on that before. So he has he's done some trials. If he had to go on oxygen, big deal. That's what they do in a hospital. I don't get it why that's such a, why that's such a big deal. He seems to lose the videos. Uh, seemed fine. The one video where he was thanking everyone, he was coming around while he didn't appear to be the Donald Trump that we know and love. He was still, you know, Donald Trump who didn't sound or, or look overly sick, although he didn't look like himself. I didn't think, but he didn't look overly sick. So, you know, I've, you know, the president's going to be fine. I believe they're certain about talking about sending him home today. Uh, I don't know if they've sent him home yet or not during while we're recording this. In fact, I'll look now. No mention of him coming home as we record this right now, but he's been on another Trump storm of getting everybody out to vote, uh, fight for president Trump, volunteer to be an election poll watcher, Today's the last day to register to vote in Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, and Texas. Get out to vote. Then he went on a tweet storm this morning. Uh, Peace through strength. Bring our soldiers home. Vote. Save our Second Amendment. Vote. Fight the corrupt fake news media. Vote. Protect pre-existing conditions. Vote. Better and cheaper health care. Vote. Pro-life. Vote. Massive regulation cuts. Vote. Space Force. Vote. Rest VA ever. 91% approval rating. Vote. Best VA ever. Okay, got it. Not rest. Best. <laughs> uh, 401k. Vote. Biggest task cut ever and another one coming. Vote. Religious liberty. Vote. Law and order. Vote. Strongest ever military. Vote. Stock market highs. Vote. So, I mean, he's just was, this morning was a little bit bored and uh, had the phone in his hand and uh, decided that we need to get out and vote. Anyway. So, the president tested positive. Melania tested positive. She stayed at the White House. The if you the, the news of people wanting him to die were incredible i couldn't believe how many people got away with just saying i want him to die wow is it a good thing that he got coronavirus and are now fighting back i don't know we'll see i think it's going to turn out good to be honest with you i think that this means he came he saw he conquered and i've been telling you that it uh you know, we need to get America back. Look, we've got we've got de Blasio shutting down New York again. And, you know, it pains me to be putting forward this approach. Does it? Does it? I mean, we've got... We've got New York and California shutting themselves down again. And, I mean, America can't. We just can't. We can't do that. Right? I mean, we just can't do it. We've got to be open for business. We have to. That is America. And to shut us down and say yes to these dictators, not Trump, the other dictators of those states and those municipalities that are shutting things down because of the worry. I'd like to know what happened to personal responsibility. I'm not even arguing about the masks. I don't even say anything about the mask, although we can talk about the mask. I mean, we've talked a lot about it and we can talk about how crazy I think it is that we're being mandated to wear these masks. Okay, let's argue that they do work. Okay, they work. You're wearing one. I'm not. You're safe. We're good. Uh, 
or we make you know it's your choice that's my biggest problem the mandates you should it, america is based on personal responsibility your choice you choose this whole lockdown and you must do this and you've got to do that and uh no no thank you i do not want that at all and kellyanne conway who tested positive man i see where her daughter you want to talk about a nightmare this is why she's quitting right because she said her she's got to bring her family together look she's got her husband and she's got her daughter who's saying uh i guess her daughter broke the news before kellyanne told everyone that she had tested positive uh her daughter posted on tiktok update my mom has covid i'm furious wear your mask don't listen to your idiot effing president piece of sh- protect yourself and those around you wow uh hon it's time for you to move out and uh, to go take care of yourself okay it's time for you to go away you and your father and figure out what you're doing i mean what a what a nightmare that house must be <laughs> what a, a nightmare i mean all these people that are now contracting COVID 19 the coronavirus uh it's there was their choice not to wear a mask and they were all getting tested and they were all testing negative now they have it okay well so they have it and they'll overcome it or they won't i mean i just i don't want anybody to have coronavirus i don't want anybody to have the flu i don't want anybody to get the cold i don't want anybody to cut their finger i don't want anybody to ram a screwdriver into their hand which by the way hurts it doesn't hurt right away i've rammed a one the last time i rammed a screwdriver in my hand between my thumb and my forefinger i looked down as the screwdriver was in my hand as it drove through the skin into my hand and the good thing is there's that loose skin there between your thumb and forefinger so that's you know didn't go all the way into the to the bone there and i remember thinking that's gonna hurt i looked down and the screwdriver's in my hand i was like that's gonna hurt and then i pulled it out and i was right (laughs) it hurt (laughs) a lot so it anyway it's just people need to make their own choices my gosh we've got monday night football well it was sunday night football uh We've got Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth sitting in a broadcast booth high above a stadium that they've worked together for weeks. They're being tested. And in San Francisco, and not really San Francisco, it's outside of San Francisco, some 36 miles, but I think it's Santa Clara County or whatever, are mandating that they wear masks in this booth. Are you kidding me? How about no? I mean, I, I, I think I would, would uh, come and arrest me. We're going to broadcast the football game in the booth. We're six feet apart. We've got the partition between us. We're not going to do a professional broadcast with masks on. It's just not. Come and arrest me. I would like to see Santa Clara County arrest Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in a football stadium on live television. Please. America would not stand for that. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't stand for it. And yet, there they were, in the booth, wearing masks. That's where we're at. Uh.
go to the break room. I need uh, I need a drink of Coca Cola Zero. I'm not supposed to mention that. Oh my gosh, does that sound good? And this is even one of the mini cans. <laughs> Oh my gosh, at one point, they didn't have any of the regular size. All they had was the little minis, so I got some just so that I had some. And so thought I'd drink out of the minis today. And it's so weird to have that little mini can in your hand, but you can write your own jokes on that as well. Uh, so as long as we're in the break room, I might as well remind you to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, uh, this very podcast. If you are listening to this podcast and you are not a subscriber to this podcast, you are not living a full life. And everyone wants you to live your full life. And the way to do that is to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. So choose a platform. There's a plethora of platforms to choose from. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. There's many more. Whatever one warms the little cockles of your innards, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And then you will be living your fullest life. Isn't that what you want? Of course it is. And once you start living your fullest life, then you'll realize, wow, I am I am living my fullest life right now as a subscriber of Chewing the Fat. How much better can my life get if I just subscribe to the YouTube channel as well? I think I'm going to go over to YouTube and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher too. I want my life to be even better. And it will be. I'm, you know, I'm not medically saying it will be. I'm just saying it will be. Will be better. You will psychically will it to happen. All right, a lot of uh, we were talking about movies shutting down. I mean, we're talking about. uh, uh, I see where Christopher Maloney, uh, Law and Order SVU spinoff. Remember we talked about that happening. Uh, That's been postponed. Yeah, uh, apparently a showrunner has exited. The head guy or girl? Was it a head guy or a girl? Yeah, guy Matt Olmstead, who knows we. I mean, we can't do the show without Matt. And so they've got to find someone new. I guess, you know, Christopher must have run them off already. <laughs> we're in the we're in the pandemic and we're locking down, I guess, uh, Law & Order Organized Crime, which I'm looking forward to. It'll, I mean, it'd be fun. It should be another great Law & Order show, but we're postponing it a little bit because showrunner Matt Olmstead exited his role for creative reasons. Okay. All right. Yes. Christopher has uh, said, I'm sorry, Chris Maloney has said that uh, he's in charge and you're not, Matt. That's not in the article. I'm just telling you that we read between the lines here on Chewing the Fat, and that is reading between the lines of what's happening with the new law and order organized crime. Also, good news. I mean, good news. So, season three of Cobra Kai on Netflix is set to premiere in 2021. Now, if that wasn't exciting enough, they've also been renewed for season four. So when you think season three is finally going to come in 2021, and then is that going to be it? No. Season four of Cobra Kai will be coming at a later date as well. So that's that's good news. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, that's good news. More good news is NASA now has a new $23 million space toilet that accommodates women. (laughs) I mean, 
I guess the bathroom wasn't good enough, as is. So we had to get a new one. It's only $20 million, $23 million titanium toilet. Better suited for women. It's getting the dry run. <laughs> uh, it's funny. At the International Space Station before it finally you know, flies to the moon. It's packed inside the cargo ship. and You know, the launch was aborted last Thursday, but uh, it was on this. It's still on the ship. It's still packed up, ready to go. It barely weighs 100 pounds. It's just 28 inches tall. It's half as big as the two Russian-built ones at the space station. So it's more camper-sized to fit into the Orion capsules and uh, that are going to carry the astronauts to the moon uh, in a few years. So it only costs $23 million for a new toilet that will accommodate women it doesn't say in here if the men are going to be able to use this or not uh, it's just if this is just a woman she just has her own little space back there in the corner behind the women's sign and the men have to you know go to the left and not the right or maybe they both use it I, you know, I don't know uh, what they're going to do once you get up there so, you know, for 23 million bucks, you hope both men and women get to use it, but you don't know that yet. Oh, and I did get thank you for all of the people who sent me emails at com, letting me know about the uh, Mike Cahill, writer-producer with uh, KKBQ Radio, is a part-time Johnson Space Center tour guide. Apparently, he was responsible for the wake-up calls, songs, parodies that uh, were played. Um, he played, uh, Green. the one we played was Green Acres, which I was singing for days. That was the Robin Williams one. And he did one to the Beach Boys, I Get Around, and Fun, Fun, Fun by the Beach Boys. So Kate Hill said he heard some of the wake-up calls that were being used, and they were truly awful. So he wrote some parodies back in 1987 and recorded them in bits and pieces and uh, was happy to have them used as the wake-up calls to the uh, to the space shuttles and the space station. So, I mean, there you go, Mike Kale. You got your credit, bro. Because they're really good, really funny, great job. Still in entertainment? Sure, Rick Moranis thanking everyone for support. I don't know if you saw the video or not that he got punched in New York on the Upper West Side as he was uh, looked like he was coming out of a building and you can't tell that it's Rick Moranis but you can tell the guy punching someone and you know we find out that the person being punched is Rick Moranis and they're trying to you know apprehend the guy are they but he's doing fine and thanked everyone and it shows uh, Rick Myers is 67 years old. Wow. Um, he just wants to catch the bad guy and have this all go away. He suffered uh, pain in his head, back, hip, leg, and left side. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. So, I mean, they got a $2,500 reward. It looks like, and you can quote me on this uh, watching the video, if you know the guy who punched him, you will know who the guy is. 
just like all the bank robbing videos and all the other videos that you see when ATMs are being robbed and other things happen on the streets with the video cams. If you know the person that's doing the crime, you will know who the person is. So a man by the name of Matthew Tyler Miller, 32 of Cottondale, Alabama, pleaded guilty to multiple charges of sexually exploiting young children. He admitted to, according to the judge, uh, they are sickening. He enticed children to have sexual contact between 2014 and 2019. They were as young as four. He produced pornographic images from these children. And he still faces some other charges that uh, has to do with children under the age of 12. Now, the judge has given him six hundred years in prison (laughs) my question is a is that enough b maybe why is he still alive okay i mean why doesn't a person like this accidentally i don't know try to get away and get killed i'm just i know don't look at me like that that's not the courts that's not the law we don't do it that way this is america i know i know Uh, Does he make it in prison for 600 years? Doubtful. Doubtful. Prison doesn't take kindly to guys like this. So we're going to have to spend all this money to keep him safe in prison instead of just putting him down in gen pop. Yeah, that's hip lingo for prison. Gen pop. But uh, 600 years. Is it enough? I don't know. I'm sure the judge didn't think so. That was probably the most he could give him. But it does seem like a statement sentencing a person to 600 years in prison it certainly is a uh is a bigger statement than life right because life yeah you're only there till death this time you're going to be there for 600 years do we give him some blood and bring him back to life so he serves some more time i may be okay with that actually we just uh you know we'll Wake him back up, give him a transfusion. Oh, you're still alive? Okay, yeah, you're still in jail. Uh, you're still in prison and you're, you're not going anywhere. Am I okay? I think I'm okay with that. So 600 years does seem to be enough for Matthew Tyler Miller, who pleaded guilty to multiple charges of sexually exploiting young children. Wow, just a bad, bad guy. So now we have someone uh, saying that uh, Jelaine Maxwell violently assaulted her when she was, as she and a 19-year-old friend, when she was, she lied and said she was 16, uh, Samantha. So Samantha says uh, the next, it goes through a litany of what happened to her, and it was all Jelaine Maxwell who uh, gagged, restrained, and raped her. And told her, you know, it was too traumatizing. Get out of here. This was uh, back in the 90s. She apparently had uh, been with Epstein and been with him for massages. And then her life was completely ruined. She went to Los Angeles, became a sex worker. According to her, they stole her life. She had a bright future. They took it for me. She's now 48. So, apparently, now, 
that she has applied to the Epstein Compensation Fund, she's now willing to talk to investigators. I mean, look, Epstein is dead. Jelaine is in the prison. So, you know, she's not scared anymore. And Jelaine is the real monster, according to Samantha. So, there you have it. Uh, Jelaine is the real monster. And all this happened way back in the 90s. And it ruined my entire life and my drive for life. But now that I can apply for something from the Epstein Compensation Fund, you know what? I'm willing to talk. And... So I'm going to talk and Jelaine is going to be the bad guy. Okay. All right. Believe it if you want. Another thing you can believe, Harvey Weinstein. Charged with six more counts of sexual assault in Los Angeles. Sure, he was sentenced to 23 years in prison in New York for sex crimes he committed over many decades. But this... Jackie Lacey, who we heard from last week over the shooting, who, uh, I mean, she seems like a decent district attorney, Los Angeles County district attorney. She follows, uh, this follows Weinstein's being found guilty in February, two sexual assault charges in New York. He's being charged uh, in April of, uh, for a 2010 incident in Los Angeles and in January for assaulting two women in Los Angeles. So good news coming for Harvey. It's time to go back to LA and face those charges. So is it real? I don't know. Six charges stem from instances throughout the 2000s up to 2010 when he allegedly raped multiple women at the Hotel of Beverly Hills. Four counts each of forcible rape, forcible oral copulation, two counts of sexual battery by restraint, one count of sexual penetration by use of force involving five victims of crimes dating from 2004 to 2013. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I got it. He's, this is, uh, you know, he's the, he's the poster boy for the Me Too movement, right? There's no question. And I know that he's got his, uh, his girlfriend, Alexandra Vino. She, uh, believe, you know, everyone seems to effing hate Harvey. They don't realize, they don't really hate Harvey. Um, they're being told how to feel. He's a scapegoat for this entire Me Too movement. And they've destroyed his life. He's been like a human sacrifice. People get 23 years in prison for murdering people. Not for what he did. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you know, you believe what you want over, you know, Harvey. And he's a bad guy. We always have to have the Harvey Weinstein disclaimer of course, he's a bad guy. He's a horrible person. And that's just the way it is, okay? So any of this is true, and I wish he would have, you know, he should be dead. You know, hang in town square. I mean, we certainly have more and more people every day wanting town square back, sure seems to me. And Harvey would be a prime example of someone that could be hung in town square and stoned for a while. And he'd be a prime example of someone we could, uh, <laughs> like, uh, the child molester, we could, uh, and the, oh, that guy in Alabama, but, uh, another town square person, but we could definitely, uh, go ahead and give him a blood transfusion and bring him back to life so we could throw some more stones at him. Uh, no doubt about that. Ooh, it looks like he's waking back up again. All right, we can throw stones at him again. Good to go. Don't you dare take him down. Don't you dare. We want to throw more stones. Got it? 
So apparently he gets to make phone calls every day. Uh, he loses his phone privileges at 5 p.m. each day. But up until then, he gets to make phone calls. And I guess this, uh, Vino, this girl, his girlfriend or just a friend, he has, uh, he's talked to, he, she's on the list. It's approved list, which she is on. They don't say who else is on his approved list. But uh, he apparently has been heard bellowing, I love the story, bellowing over the phone and shouting over the phone and said, take them out to dinner, I'll pay for it. Well, I thought his money was all tied up. So that's something that he's just used to saying, I'll pay for it, just do it. But uh, Harvey, I don't know how that paying for it is coming these days because I thought your money was all tied up. But, you know, good luck. God bless. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So Fat Bear Week continues on. Tomorrow is the final for the champion on Wednesday. We have uh, Walker 151 reaching the finals for tomorrow's vote. And we're probably going to have Chunk 32 is up against 128 Grazer today. And to move into the one of those two will move into the final category for tomorrow. I'm guessing it's going to be Chunk 32. I can't believe Chunk 32 beat out Holly this year, who was the former champion uh, over the weekend. But Chunk 32 did it. So he's going up against 128 Grazier, and uh, it looks like Chunk is going to win, and, and and deservedly so. Chunk needs to win. I don't know. I don't know the outcome we're going to get. From 747 up against Chunk 32, because I thought Walker 151 would be in the finals, and Walker 151 got beat out by 747. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. And I didn't think that, uh, I thought Holly might have another run this year for, uh, you know, two years in a row. But no, Chunk uh, did her in on the weekend and, uh, you know, sits to taking on uh, grazer today 128 and probably will win the numbers uh, the numbers show that uh, probably will win he's in the lead right now uh, as far as uh, the results go so we'll see if uh, you know what happens what's going on uh, tomorrow for the championship we'll see uh, if it's chunk which it probably will be up against 747 that's going to be a tough tough battle but i think that we sh- you know Right now, I want to vote for Chunk. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. As a, It's probably going to be Chunk. If, it, if it's 128 Grazer, if Grazer sneaks it out today over Chunk 32, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know because Grazer is in the other side of the bracket and Chunk beat out Holly, the champion from last year. So Grazer's in the lower half of that other bracket. And... And I was really surprised that uh, Walker 151 didn't make the championship. Very disappointed. Very disappointed at the Katmai National Park uh, Fat Bear Week 2020. Very disappointed that uh, 151 Walker didn't make it to the championship. So, you know, 747 is there. And we'll see who he goes up against or she. But uh, could be either Chunk 32 or Grazer 128. But the championship bracket is tomorrow and we'll cover it on chewing the fat new problem and we'll see how it works out who is the champion of fat bear week 2020 so did you see where the navy seals 
have now updated their their ethos. I know. They've updated it to gender-neutral language. And I don't know if I'm all for it or not. I, ju- I just don't. They removed references to man and brotherhood in favor of that gender-neutral language. So it declares... When you read it with the updated version, does it sound that bad? No. But, you know, it talks about the breed of warriors are common citizens with an uncommon desire to succeed instead of a common man. Okay. Uh, They stand alongside America's finest special operations forces to serve their country, the American people, and protect their way of life. I am that warrior. Originally, it said, I am that man. Okay, uh, you know, is it is it bad? No. Is it, I, I don't know what to think about it. I think, uh, you know, I heard, uh, heard arguments saying that you don't add, or I mean, you don't take away, you add when you have something like this. Um, I, you know, I, does it hurt? to say common citizens instead of common man does it hurt to say I am that warrior instead of I am that man I don't know I don't know it doesn't off the top of my head I would say it doesn't affect the outcome of the seals by saying common citizens over common man and I am that warrior over I am that man I'm sure there's arguments both sides I know there is. Oh my gosh, there's, you know, the Navy SEALs are, you know, if you were an original Navy SEAL, you're, you know, you are that man, right? You are, but you're that warrior too. So, and you're that common citizen. Also that common man. So then whatever your opinion, I'm not going to read between the lines, although that's what I should do here. And maybe I will after I talk to a couple of Navy SEALs. I was just reading about it. And I thought, wow, they're changing that. I mean, they everything is changing, right? Up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. Right? Bottom up, top down. I know, I know, I get it. I know, it's frustrating. Everything. I you know it's frustrating. We've got to change our priorities. I know. I know. I know. My gosh, leave me alone, would you? Good news about good news coming from Dallas though this weekend, and I, I mean, uh, it makes me happy that we're taking care of this in Dallas because there's nothing else to worry about in the city of Dallas right now. Uh, the mayor is proclaiming lights out nights to help prevent bird deaths during the fall migration. So that's good, right? I mean, that's, whew, man. So Dallas residents and businesses are asked to turn off their non-essential lights by 11 p.m. and keep them off until 6 a.m. Most businesses, I'm guessing, and I don't know this, but I'm just guessing, most businesses, if you're open for business, your non-essential lights, unless you're open at 11 p.m., are already off. Because guess what? They're non-essential and you're paying the bill. But that's just me. That's just me. I want them to shut down to save the birds because bird deaths are just, they happen too much. Nobody wants a bird to die. 
during fall migration or any other time. So, lights out, Texas. It's uh, spearheaded by the Texas Conservation Alliance, the Perot Museum, the Dallas Zoo, and the Cornell Lab Ornithology. According to the Dallas Zoo, nobody supports zoos more than this program, Chewing the Fat. They say billions of birds fly through North Texas as they migrate south for the winter. Okay. However, they're killed due to disorienting lights around Dallas. Oh. Okay. So according to one study, Dallas is ranked three of the 125 most populous American cities for exposing migrating birds to light population. You bastards. You bastard. Who's two and one? Oh, we're finding that out right now. Okay, so that makes sense. It's, uh, you know, if you think, think of the migrating birds, you've got, you know, the largest cities, right? you got Chicago, and you've got Dallas and Houston. So Dallas is number three on the list that, you know, are busy killing birds because of light pollution. And so they want us to shut the lights off. But wait. All right, so according to this, building owners aren't the only ones who should be cognizant for birds and their migration patterns. Two hundred and According to this, 250,000 birds collide with houses and residences each year. So people living in areas that experience high numbers of migrating birds can do their part to protect the animals. If you don't need lights on, turn them off. Okay. Uh, even at a local level, a reduced lighting can make a difference. So anywhere in the migrating corridor, you need to have the lights off. My question is, wait. <laughs> My question is, wait. No birds need light? I mean, if we're shutting lights off at night to save the birds, aren't they going to run into the buildings even more? <laughs> I mean, I'm putting the lights on so they see. Here, my house is here. Fly around. Go that way. Don't hit my house. Doesn't make any sense. Anytime. Now, maybe I don't live in a, you know, a migration runway. But anytime a bird has hit my house, it's been in the daytime. Uh, it's daylight out. So, and yes, birds have hit my house. You know, windows. <laughs> <laughs> yes they have I'm a bird killer because I didn't have the lights out but I did have the lights out because it was during the day so I, I know I know for a fact I've never had a bird hit my house at night so I would like to say put your lights on so that the birds can fly around I don't know why you want all these buildings to have their lights off. The birds will run into them. The point of having a light out is so that we don't run into things. I don't get it. I mean, are we trying to save birds or not? If we're shutting the lights off and just leaving a dark building up in the air, the birds are going to fly, fly into the buildings. These giant glass buildings. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> lights are bad okay all right whatever if you say so whatever you got it you got it <laughs>